Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 347 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a pleasant day, evening, night, morning, wherever, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. All right, here's today's question from Leah. Hey, Pat. My name is Leah Pika. And first, I'd like to thank you so much for all your work. I would be nowhere without all of your amazing information. And today, I've just launched a brand new online business all about helping online marketers and web analytics practitioners like me upgrade their presentation and data visualization skills. And I know presenting is something near and dear to your heart. And my site is leahpika, L-E-A-P-I-C-A dot com. So on to my question. One of my first orders of business now that my site is live is to launch a podcast, of course. Um, I plan to include interviews for some of the episodes, but I'd like to get a better sense of your podcast interview workflow. Your recent post about um, the interviews were so helpful. Specifically, once you've contacted and confirmed a guest, what information is being sent to them and how, how do you conduct research and develop the questions you plan on asking them? And are you chatting with them before the interview so they're aware of what you're going to ask? Or you know, how are you getting to know what kinds of things they'd actually like to talk about? And then any insight into what the workflow for the actual interview session looks like from soup to nuts would also be really, really helpful. So anything you can give here would be so appreciated. And to sweeten the deal, if you answer my question, I promise to sing your son's favorite Disney or kid song to my son at bedtime wearing the Aspac t-shirt, and I will put it on YouTube. That's a promise. <laughs> so thank you so much for all you do, Pat. You're a national treasure. Namaste. Hey, Leah. Thank you so much for the question today. And I'm so excited because now that your question is featured and Trust me, I don't do this to everybody. I've had people offer me things to have their question featured on the show before, and that's not why I picked your question, uh, but I kind of do want to see this too. Uh, so the song I'll reveal at the end of this, people might want to know. You can wait till the end. If not, doesn't matter. We're going to answer your question. And this question is a great one because obviously I've been doing a lot of podcasting, a lot of interviews. I've been – and I've, I have felt that I've improved dramatically over time, and I've learned what has worked but I've also learned what has worked for me, and you're also going to find out that you're going to have your own voice and your own favorite style of doing something, and you could take different inspirations from different people, and hopefully you take this advice and you kind of see how it might fit in with you and your goals. That's the, that's the major thing. I'm not telling you how you should be doing it, but this is what I do, and you're, you can take as much or as little of it as you'd like, and that goes for everybody else out there who's listening to this right now. So first of all, congratulations on your brand new business. I think it's great, and I think it's cool that you're starting a podcast as well. I say this over and over again. The podcast has been the number one way, the Smart Passive Income podcast, that is, although Ask Pat is making a big difference now as well. But it's the number one way that a lot of people have found, or the majority of people who come to my blog now have found me, which is insane. I conducted an, a survey to help me discover that. But it's also the number one way I'm able to build a relationship with my audience as well. And whenever I go to conferences, the first thing people say is, Pat, I love your show, and I feel like I know you, which are things that are amazing for your audience to say to you. And you're going to find the same thing over time as you build your audience too, Leah, and everybody else out there. So what is the workflow like? What is it? So after you confirm the conversation that's going to happen in the future, you know, there's a few administrative items you want to make sure 
both parties understand. That is, how are you guys going to connect with each other? Obviously, on your end, you want to know how you're going to be recording this, whether through Skype and Call Recorder by Ecamm if you're on a Mac or Skype and Pamela for Mac or excuse me, Pamela for Skype if you're on a PC. There's other ways to do it as well. You can use what's called a mix minus, which is you know, if, the, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. But it's a more of professional way of recording these conversations and making sure they're they're uh, much better quality and there's no dropouts and things like that. So that's something that you could explore as well. And there's other ways you could record as well. But the major thing is you want to communicate and make sure the other party knows exactly how and when this is all going down. If it's on Skype, make sure they know your username. Make sure you know theirs so you can connect with each other as well. Make sure that you are available on Skype and you're not hidden or in a do not disturb status so that those connections can come in quite easily. And you also want this person to just understand kind of what it is that you want to talk about. Now, the thing is I never or hardly ever, unless it's a special request, I don't ever or I hardly ever give the person I'm interviewing a set of questions. I don't do that because I feel like the conversation is going to become a little less natural. Now, some people can respond very well to that and make it sound very natural. However, I, I like the conversation to go wherever the conversation goes around a particular topic. That's why the topic and the goal of the interview, what can this person actually provide? What is his expertise or her expertise? What is it about this person that we want to get out and extract from this person so that our audience can benefit from it? Again, thinking about what's in it for your audience and you being the facilitator of the discussion to ask the right questions and to get the conversation going down a direction where you're going to get those things out of that person that, like I said, is going to help your audience as well. So that's why I mentioned, uh, for example, you know, I had a conversation with Ramit Sethi the other day because I interviewed him for the podcast. And before getting into it, we were like, okay, so we're going to talk about product launches. I want to make sure that my audience knows exactly all the ins and outs of launching a product and the pricing structures, and we're going to get into all those things but first, let me ask you, how are you doing? You know, those sorts of things. And, you know, we're not even recording at that point. So that's another thing. When you first get on the call, I always talk to that person just a little bit beforehand. I, you, you never want to start a recording right away, kind of as sort of, you know, you, you also want to make sure that person knows when you are about to click the record buttons just so they're comfortable. You want that person to feel as comfortable as possible. I always say, let's just pretend we're at a coffee shop and we're having a casual conversation about whatever it is the topic is. And that usually does a good job of helping people feel more comfortable. And the more comfortable they are, the more likely they are to open up, to express more feeling, to be excited to be there on the show. Whereas if you say, okay, in five seconds, I'm gonna click the record button and you're on. Five, four, three, two. I was just using my hands there, but you can't see that. Yeah, you don't want that to happen because it's very, very dramatic. It's very... Kind of, you know, you can count down and say there's anxiety that comes into play, especially if that person is not used to being on the microphone. You want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. Now, in terms of during the interview, in terms of during the interview, you want to make sure that you are having literally a conversation with them. The big thing for me as an interviewer is, again, I know what I kind of want to get out of this person. I know what stories I want to ask about. I know what information I want to share with my audience that can only come from this person. It's my job to have a conversation to get there. I can ask questions and have an idea of different questions that I've written beforehand, but I never go question one, okay, question two, question three. I never do that. I don't even list the number of questions. You never want to do that. 
at least again, I'm I'm talking about what I'm comfortable with and my style, and this is my style. I don't, I don't even do much research, and I know you asked about research as well, especially if it's somebody who's written a book or who has done something. Um, you know, obviously, you want to do a little bit of research. You don't want to just go into a conversation and be like, "Hey, who are you?" No, you want to do a little bit of research, but I don't do too much because then. I get the curse of knowledge, and the curse of knowledge is when you know too much about something that you don't know what it's like to not know that thing. And again, I'm talking about your audience, and sometimes people who have the curse of knowledge who've done too much research on somebody they're interviewing, they almost act a little higher than their audience, if that makes sense. They feel like they have it in with the author and that they're talking their own language about this, whatever they're talking about, a book perhaps, and then the people who are listening are like, wait a second. I didn't catch that or I don't know what you meant by that. You know, it might be easy to say, and this happens very often. Uh, so author, in chapter nine, you talk about the power of exponential whatever. What do you – can you explain what that means? Well, first of all, you've just already confused people because they don't know what, what, what that is. And yes, you're asking about it, but lead up to it. You can start with something that makes a little bit more sense. You don't want to be like, okay, chapter nine. Chapter nine means nothing to those who are listening, uh, you, you might want to start with okay. So, in the idea in the world of financing, there are you know a lot of people who feel this way, but there are also people that feel this this way. Where do you where do you stand on that? You know that those kinds of things are, are great. The sort of ha, wh where do you lie in in this sort of controversy or within these two views? Where do you lie and why? Again, that why and moving on to my final point here is very very important and. Again, why I don't ask bullet-pointed or numbered questions. I have those questions potentially written out beforehand, but I never follow that. They are there as a guideline in case I get off, in case I spaced out, which does happen sometimes, and you'll find that this happens to you a lot in the beginning because you're so worried. You're so uh, – you know, you're just in this different world of doing an interview. A person will respond to one of your questions, and you're thinking about potentially what to ask next, or you're looking at something, and you might space out, and then there's dead air, and you're like, ah – no, but you can always just go back to your list or, again, whatever that major goal is. But, again, make sure you listen and have a conversation. When you have a conversation, you know, you're tuned in. You're listening. You're just having – you know, you have follow-up questions. You wouldn't just have somebody, for example, that you're speaking with at a coffee shop say, oh, you know what? You know, my, my boyfriend and I just broke up. Oh, okay. Question number two. No. You go, well, what, what happened? Why? And you know you dig deeper. When you dig deeper, when people respond and you continue to go down that same path that they just started for you, that's where all the gold in those interviews come out of, like truly. And unfortunately, a lot of podcasters get flustered or they want to move on to the next topic too soon. Keep going with it. You'll find that six, seven, eight questions deep from a seed question is where a lot of the great comments come out. And a lot of the great answers come out of the person that you're interviewing. I remember doing an interview once that I had planned to just go the, down this one complete direction. And based on this person's answers to the first few questions that I, that I asked him, uh, we went down a completely different path. And the whole, the whole interview was completely different than what I had, I had imagined it was going to be. And it was so much better. It was so much better. I think I even mentioned in the episode itself uh, near the end, I was like uh, – I think it was Jordan Harbinger actually from The Art of Charm who I interviewed. And I was like, Jordan, dude, like we didn't even get to talking about whatever I said I was we were going to talk about in the beginning because this was just so interesting. Thank you for staying with me on this. Maybe we, I can invite you back on for the future. 
and we can talk about that topic instead. So again, your job is to ask those seed questions, but then take that conversation wherever it wants to go. If it then gets to an endpoint, then you can move to your next topic. And again, Leah, you'll see that over time, you'll get more and more used to this. It won't be natural at the beginning. It'll be difficult. You're going to make mistakes, and that is okay. You are doing what you need to do to build your brand, and that is what is awesome. So hopefully this helps answer your questions. And I really appreciate the question, Leah. So we're going to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt, and I cannot wait to see you wearing the shirt and singing a song that uh, that my son likes from Disney. And that song is – and actually, I'll give you two songs because this, this song may be a little bit more difficult. Uh, my son's favorite Disney song, at least as of late, is from the Disney classic Aladdin, and that is Friend Like Me, which is the song that, for those of you who have seen it, is the one that the genie sings. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend like me. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I could go on for days. Uh but it's because I hear it all the time. But yes, that's his favorite song. If you could do that, kudos to you. That's a tough one. Robin Williams, R.I.P. He was incredible on that song. Or a better song might be, and this is one of my favorites, I See the Light, sung by Rapunzel and Flynn Rider in the lantern scene in Tangled. Uh, and that's actually sung by Mandy Moore. So if that's more in your range, uh, you could sing that one too. So anyway, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Although I think everybody listening to this will now want that to happen. And uh, I guess we'll use the you, – when you post this, uh, share it on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskPat247 – or excuse me, 347. Hashtag AskPat347. That way we could follow along. People in the future can go back and find it and uh, see it. So thank you again so much. And I know it's going to take maybe a few weeks to get that because we're going to take a couple weeks to get the shirt to you and all that good stuff. So anyway, thank you for making this fun. And uh, I appreciate you. Wish you all the best of luck. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. Thanks so much. And as always, I like to end with a quote. Today's quote is from Buddha. He says, in the face of adversity, be grateful. For such opportunities do not come by often. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.